Off the ball. It's not like Maradona or Messi, where the ball is tied to the left foot. I always see the ball as something which is bouncing, like an obedient, happy puppy. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Another episode of Around the World, Jer, where we take a look at some of the quirky or different stories from the sporting world that we might have missed across the last week or two, um, and they're always a little bit interesting and things that we mightn't otherwise get the chance to talk about. So this week, I wanted to start in um, the United States of America. The Masters is coming up, a few months, but still. Um, one golfer who um, didn't get, quite get his invite, but then inv- inadvertently did get his invite, is Scott Stallings. So Scott Stallings, for people who are unaware, there's a very formal process when you play the Masters. You get your invite set in the post. I saw Seamus Power, I think, over the Christmas period, sharing a nice uh, image on his social medias uh, with the uh, the invite in the post, uh, which is yeah. a lovely way to do it. Great way to start the year. It looks like um, you know they've spent time and money coming up with this idea. It's all it's the Augusta Green. Yeah, the logos on it. It's a very formal, stiff, you know. Rigorous process that can't go wrong. White middle-aged male idea of, um, oh, this is going to look impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. It, you know, it looks impressive. Gets the players excited. Uh, but turns out the, the process can go wrong. So Scott Stallings, for those of you unaware, 37-year-old, three-time PGA Tour winner. Uh, he posted the message on his uh, social media page the other day. He'd been waiting and he was pointing out the fact that he'd been checking his mailbox five times a day, not least because he's probably seeing other golfers getting their letter in the mail. I think he's only played once in the Masters, if, if I'm correct, uh, before, and that's way back in 2012. So obviously mm. this is the type of thing that, you know, it's a big, big deal. Yeah. He's obviously waiting for the post, whereas the likes of Tiger Woods and, and these guys are maybe not sitting beside the mailbox quite like uh, Scott Stallings is. Uh, but he posted a message from a namesake on his social media account. We, we have a few photos of these uh, images as well. Um, so, uh, hi Scott, my name is Scott Stallings as well. And I'm from Georgia. My wife's name is Jennifer too. He slid into his DMs. He slid into his DMs, basically. We have a condo at, clearly that's redacted, and I received a FedEx today from the Masters inviting me to play in the Masters tournament April 6th, 9th, 2023. I'm 100% sure this is not for me. I play, but wow, nowhere near your level. It's a very nice package, complete with everything needed to attend. I think we have some confusion because of our names, our wife's names and geographical location. I can be reached at, redacted, and I'm more than happy to send this package to you. Which is fair enough, because clearly and there's another photo of... Uh, he DM'd him again with a couple of photos. I'm really not kidding, I promise. Uh, just in case Scott Stallings thought that the, there was no proof. That was the proof. There's the, the two lads side by side. Um, unsurprisingly, the guy on the right is the PGA Tour golfer, Scott Stallings. And the guy on the left is another Scott Stallings, who also has a wife called Jennifer, and also geographically fairly close by. Um, um, he's, played, he's played twice, 2012 and 2014. I don't know if you've seen uh, Phantom of the Open, that movie. Um, I haven't seen it yet, no. It's actually, it's, it's you know, it's a, a, a very nice, diverting uh, movie, but, um, you know, not a million miles away from this where somebody decides that they're just going to try and play in the British Open and they end up playing in the British Open even though, like, oh, yes. plays off about 125. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's definitely worth digging out. When, if, it's, if it's on, make sure you watch it. But, um, that's a recent film, recent yeah, day. 2021, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, how long do you think Scott Stallings sat there, the, the, the doppelganger, and was like, what if I just show up? I mean, I have the invite. You know, how many holes does he get in before everybody's like, hang on a second? There's no doubt he weighed this up in his head. 
How far at least play the par three tournament the day before? But you see, Scott Stallings, the real one, well, the real golfer. They're both real human beings. Um, would have eventually got on to to Augusta. And been like, would, yeah, yeah. So there was the story, and they're like, oh, we've invited you. I'm like, no, and then and then you just. You just show up. You, you try and avoid, uh, you, you know, like you get there a bit early. Mm. Yeah, like, Wearing your golf gear. Yeah. Bring a caddy, a meal to caddy. a bit. Yeah. You know? But you see, I, I feel like going viral, and, and this is the point, it has gone viral. So the tweets, uh, as of yesterday, have been viewed more than 10 million times on Twitter. Many of the replies... Oh, he's going he's gonna to be on the pip, whatever that... What's the money thing that they get for you for being famous? Scott Stallings is all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he owes the other Scott Stallings a lot of money now. 100%. I'd totally forgotten about that. Yeah, he's getting his 15 minutes and he's also increasing the name recognition for Yeah, the, what, what's that money? What's that extra money they give you just for being famous? Oh. In the golf tournament? We wouldn't know, but I don't know. But, like, like I think Scott Stallings, the non-golfer, uh, probably thought, OK, I'm not going to get away with this, but... What will the real Scott Stallings give me? Would he like some people on, on social media are calling for him to invite him to be his guest at the Masters? Some people are going a step further and saying, "Let him be your caddy." Don't think that's going to happen. Well, let him be the caddy for the par three was what. Sorry, well, let, fair enough. You know, uh, which obviously is like, <laughs> yeah, no problem. which makes sense. But um, yeah, it's it's the realtor took the invitation. Uh, he's a realtor, this uh, non-golfer Scott yeah, Stallings. So the bit where he plays, he's like, a, he's just a club hacker. Yeah, he's just a regular. Joe Soap okay. around the course but uh, he took it to a local shipping store mailed it to its rightful recipient somehow got the got the address or whatever uh, but like Scott Stallings the golfer he's not bad he's 54th in the world he's ranked uh, his last PGA Tour win did come in, in 2014 at the Farmers Insurance Open um, but yeah April 6th to April 9th we look forward to it with interest and all of a sudden Scott Stallings the PGA Tour golfer is someone we might follow because what a story it, it, you, you mentioned the movie from 2021 Scott Stallings goes on to win this Masters what a what a start to the movie! Yeah, yeah. The, 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 post. the player impact program is the pip where oh, yeah. um, they measure your social media impact that you've had across the year, and you get money at the end. It's basically they were, they invented it to give more money to the top players in the world who were pissed off about the fact that they don't get enough money, which is why Live exists in the first place because mm. there's room for somebody to break the monopoly that the PGA Tour have over the careers of the golfers and. Pip was a way for them to go, yeah, we we accept that this relationship is uh, very uneven. You create all of the excitement and publicity and we make all the money, or certainly the vast majority of the money. And um, so maybe Scott Stallings is going to make a lot of money off this. 100%. It's like, you know, all of a sudden people are typing his name into Google oh, and search engines. Is this all, I mean, are we now so cynical that this whole thing is faked? Oh. There you go. Conspiracy right there from left field. Split the money. Maybe we'll try and get Scott Stallings on. They're, they're, Both of them. They're fake. Well, the fake or the real. We'll get both of them on. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm certainly, I, I hope Rory McIlroy wins the Masters and completes that major clean sweep. Of course, I'll be following the, uh, the other Irish players involved as well. But if they don't do it, Scott Stallings is my new favourite man to do it because the movie's going to be fantastic. I don't know who he looks like. Uh, I don't know who would play him in the movie necessarily. But um, yeah, of course, if he gets, well, there he is on the right-hand side. He kind of looks a little bit like Bradley Cooper, maybe. I don't know who plays the guy on the left. Tom Hanks can pull off the grey hair. He's done it in Sully. So maybe it's Tom Hanks and Bradley Cooper. We'll wait and see. But uh, I'm getting ahead of myself slightly. I mean, Scott Stallings is like, hey, you said I look like Bradley Cooper. <laughs> you, you can come and be my caddy at the Masters. Yeah, 100%. It doesn't look like Daniel Craig, though. But um, we'll move on from that one. That was where I wanted to start off with, because it's a little quirky story and uh, something a little bit different this week in the United States of America. I want to go to the Spain next for our next Around the World segment. Paying your own transfer fee. There's Lucas Perez, the man on screen. So uh, he's reportedly paid some of his own fee 
to return to his beloved Deportivo La Coruña. So he's 37 years of age. He's signed from the La Liga side Cadiz. He's made just 31 appearances for them. Uh, it's now the fourth spell he's going to have had at Deportivo La Coruña. We all remember their Deportivo's games against Shelburne back in the day. They're not the team they used to be. They're in the third tier of Spanish football at the moment. Um, there was a valuation set for Perez of €500,000. Arsenal fans will be familiar with Lucas Perez because he was a bit of an Arsenal flop. Didn't quite work out for him there. He's a, he's a veteran striker, but he assigned for Deportivo on a one-and-a-half-year deal in a bid to help them rise back to La Liga. So this is a, a lovely romantic story where he comes back, well, they're in the third tier, and they're like, we can't afford you. And he's like, don't worry about it. I'll pay some of my own transfer fee. Here's €250,000. Buy me. You pay the other half. I'll pay this half. And uh, take me to the club. They also posted a lovely touching video as well. He joined the club and uh, the caption read, Today at seven, the boy returns home. A lot of Deportivo fans crying in the in the comments as well. He himself uh, tweeted as well to the Cadiz fans, wishing them all the best. Um, is your cynical heart so broken that this is not a nice, touching, romantic story? What, what's wrong with you? No, I'm sorry. I'm probably being a touch sarcastic there. But I, just, I mean, anyone watching here, would you, would you pay your own transfer fee for a club to, to sign oh, you? Unlikely, but like... Depending how rich you were, of course, it all, it, it's all relative. How, I do wonder how much of a dent this is making in his personal fortune, but... Yeah. It was just not like one of the rare uh, bits where someone proves that they actually do just love the game and love the club and, you know? This is one of the rare examples where you're being non-cynical and I'm... Compare and contrast with some of the other big transfer signings this week for, like, the richest footballer in the history of the world. Yeah. And uh, him, he newly fetching up in South Africa, he told everybody in his press conference. CR7. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a bit strange. I had offers and to go back to Portugal, but I said, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to go and rescue Lisbon Sporting and, uh, you know, return to them. Ronaldo. The knowledge I stole from Doom but couldn't use. Well, Ronaldo's always gone on about this romantic um, idea of going back and helping out his, his home club. I love the idea of a footballer at the end of their career going out to help their, their, their old club or, you know, some of the Irish players who started off in the League of Ireland. Like, I'd love to see Seamus Coleman come back and put in a couple of years with Sligo Rovers or, or even Finn Harps. Uh, it might not happen, but I like to see players do it when they still have a level of ability that can actually help the club. Because there's no point a washed-up player coming back. But, I mean, he, he's not he's not washed up just yet, Lucas Perez. He did play three seasons in England, as I said. Scored just seven goals for Arsenal, six for West Ham. So West Ham fans will be familiar with him as well. But he's a bit of a journeyman. He's played in Spain, England, Greece and Ukraine for a variety of clubs. But would you pay your own transfer fee? I mean, it's a question that Lucas Perez has forced us to ask this week. I mean, if Martin United had a team... And I'd you, you would pay to play? Yeah, if, if I had a certain amount of money, and Monaghan did have financial difficulties, hence why they do not, no longer exist as a League of Ireland entity. Um, I think I would. I think I would if I was a certain, of a certain wealth. Um, so that was a nice story, I thought, from, from Spain this week on Around the World. We'll move on next in Around the World this week to Santos Brazil. Gianni Infantino, the guy everyone loves to hate at the moment, appeared on screen throughout the World Cup, usually about 60 seconds into every single match, sitting in his seat. Uh, FIFA asking every single country in the world to name a stadium after Pele. So, of course, Pele, very sadly, passing away on December 29th, aged 82, after his battle with, with colon cancer. And then Gianni Infantino, speaking in Santos uh, around Pele's wake, saying, uh, we are here to pay homage to him, and we are talking with all the federations to observe a moment of silence for Pele. But we are also asking and talking to every country in the world about having a football stadium named after Pele. In 50 or 100 years, when a child asks, who was Pele?, then we will be able 
to remember him. This would be fairly unprecedented. Um, I think a lot of people when they saw this news chair were like, I mean, Pele was fantastic, and there's no doubt we want him to be, to be remembered and his legacy to continue uh, so young people of, of generations uh, future can, can look back and see videos and remember uh, the type of player that he was and how great he was. But I mean, naming a stadium in, in every country in the world after him seems a bit of a, a stretch. Rio de Janeiro, in fact, scrapped plans to name the Maracanã after Pele. Uh, this was in, in April 2021. It was vetoed by the state governor. So they didn't, they didn't even do it for the most famous stadium in Brazil. Maybe now, well, uh, posthumously, they, they might consider it. I- uh, I think the Maracana is, is so is so amazing and important, and it's like such a. So I wouldn't I wouldn't change the name of the keep its name. Yeah, I mean you could easily name a stand everywhere. Uh, I I I this isn't the, the shittest idea. <clears throat> that every Jenny, every country in the world. Yeah. The, the bar is low for the shit ideas that Gianni Infantino has inflicted or tried to inflict on world football. Um, but like, uh, with all due respect, right? Where are you from? Monaghan Town, County Monaghan. Uh, what's the name of the football pitch the football stadium in clones soccer one um, yeah well I did, did what, play that quite it? recently it's John Delaney John Delaney Park right well you know I mean like you, you see that people can do this yeah but that's that's laughable that it's well, named John Delaney Park well, 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 but, well they should rename it Pele Park yeah but that's okay so a football stadium no it's not a football stadium it, it's a it's a football facility with, with lots of nice pitches and Clonus Town play their matches there but it's not I, I, I had in my head like the Pele Showgrounds over in Sligo or Pele Terryland Park or the Pele Turner's Cross or something to that effect. I think that's what Gianni Infantino wants. There's no point naming a tiny little pitch. I, I, I like the idea of taking John Delaney's name maybe off it and replacing it with Pele in Clonus. Makes sense. But uh, And if anyone in Clonus is watching, let's make that happen. But um, no, I'm not having that. It has, it has to be. I feel like Gianni Infantino wanted it to be big stadiums. No, well, you know the I, new Daily Mount. What are you going to call that? The, the, pe- new, the, the new Daily Mount. The Pelly Mount. Pelly Mount. Yeah, you could do anything with it, but I, I just think there's there's too much there I, to name a stadium in every country. Maybe every country can mark them in their own little ways. Oh, could get get a new Pele jersey. Good. Well, that'd be a good seller. If anyone from Bose is watching, let's make that happen with OTB Sports a sponsor. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. Like, do we have a couple of photos? from the wake itself where Infantino was infamously pictured just out of shot there in the foreground is Pele's body in the open casket um, and it just is a bit strange there he is smiling talking to Pele's crying widow um, just a little bit weird now I know photographs only capture a moment in time and yes granted well, the selfies are kind of that's um, <laughs> it's a bit strange it does seem a little bit disrespectful yeah a little bit like Infantino said he was dismayed by the criticism. He said, I was asked by Pele's family and, and ex-teammates um, to take the photographs. Okay, fair enough. But, I mean, just reply to say, I'll take the photo outside if you want. Yeah, I'm happy to have a photograph with you, just not with the body. Oh, Pele's body lying over there. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a bit strange. It's, it's at got the same time, right? Dead people are dead. They, that's, well, you can't, there is that they're, argument. They're not going to be... You know, it's more for Pele's people that are alive that are left. Uh, yeah. I don't think Pele cares anymore, but... Um, the other story that kind of struck me from Santos from that Brazilian um, and, uh, element was that there's a lot of criticism for ex-Brazil players at not showing up for Pele's commemoration and funeral in Sao Paulo uh, Kaka a number of months back saying Brazilian Brazilians aren't good at commemorating and remembering greats um, 
Kaka didn't show up for the funeral in Sao Paulo, so he's getting a lot of hate and, and criticism. I don't think any member of the 2002 World Cup squad from Brazil showed up to Pele's funeral. I think maybe one member of the 94 team showed up. There was one of his teammates, I think, from 1970. Uh, a number of them, of course, are old um, at this point, but there was a serious lack of turnout. Look, you can read into that what you will, but um, it just it all looked, seemed a bit strange, and maybe they don't have the same culture around death as we do. Well, Ayrton Senna had three million at his funeral. Uh, it was far fewer at, at Pele's. I guess it's just because Pele had been ill for a long yeah. time. People were used to it, and Senna was such a, a shock. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's the that's the, the Pele story. So that was Sao Paulo. We'll move on in around the world to Cleveland, USA. Donovan Mitchell, man familiar to a lot of Irish fans who, who watched the uh, the NBA. Uh, he had the best game of his career. There he is on screen, uh, and he set the best game of his career to overtime with an incredible play, a little too incredible, say the NBA. Um, so he had a, a bit of a desperation basket to force overtime. He intentionally missed a free throw to extend what did become his 71-point effort for the Cleveland Cavaliers. They had a 145-134 to win over the Chicago Bulls, and apparently it shouldn't have counted. So the NBA said afterwards, he stepped over the plane of the free-throw line before the ball touched the basket ring, so he purposely missed the free-throw to catch the rebound, score the three-pointer, take the game to to overtime. Um, But players shooting a free-throw cannot go over, of course, that foul until the ball reaches the basket cylinder. Violation. Chicago should have been given possession with 4.7 seconds left, and the Bulls were leading at that point by two points, 130 to 128. I mean, they all knew it was a violation. It was a bit strange. It kind of came out afterwards. It's almost similar to the the VAR checks that happen um, and the mistakes that the Premier League going up to and say, okay, we got that decision wrong. The NBA do something very similar. Um, he went on to score 13 points in overtime. So that's the, those 71 points are the most in the NBA since Kobe Bryant at 81 back in January 2006. So he broke Cleveland's single-game record of 57 that was held by LeBron James and Kyrie Irving. Took the game to over, overtime. So an incredible achievement, but um, yeah, shouldn't have counted. So in terms of asterisks being across records, that's certainly one. The final place I want to go to, for around the world a little bit of a bonus one for you to Dubai Waterford FC heading to Dubai for a pre-season camp you don't see this too often in the League of Ireland um, but they're heading to the sunny shores of Dubai for a pre-season tour in January this was announced yesterday uh, looking for promotion for this upcoming season of course they're still in the first division um, and a trip to the stunning sky ri- uh, skyline of United Arab Emirates so the 22nd to the 28th of January Waterford to play two games. One of them is against their sister club, Fleetwood Town. And we were talking about it before the show. The news of this partnership, John Walters coming on board as a technical director for both Waterford and Fleetwood, kind of came a couple of days before Christmas, snuck onto the radar a little bit. Um, but it's a fairly exciting uh, move. Scott Brown, of course, is the manager uh, now of Fleetwood Town. Joey Barton no longer in situ there. Uh, but it's just something that, that struck me as uh, something I wanted to mention this morning because you don't often see it. You get it in GEA sometimes. You get the little All-Ireland trip away. Yeah. Some of the, the warmer climb warm-ups for the season potentially okay. go under the radar. All the all the La Manga trips, it doesn't happen anymore, but it used to. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, they're all about uh, Portugal these days, aren't they? Yeah, it's a little bit closer to home and, and perhaps uh, cheaper. But yeah, a, a League of Ireland first division team taking a trip to, to Dubai. Maybe this is the sign of... The direction in which the League Rising of Ireland Rising tide lifting all League of Ireland boats. Exactly. Uh, right, that was your latest Around the World with Alan. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.